You're listening to Well Connected with Ricky and Fletch, where you'll hear from business professionals all over the country who have found their success through networking. Join us as we explore the path to success and what it takes to overcome adversity together. Okay, everybody, welcome to another episode of Well Connected with Ricky and Fletch. I am Ricky. I'm here as always with my man Fletch. And today we have Sandra Gebhardt. I am very excited about Sandra today. We're old friends, so this is going to be really fun. She is the director of awesome results at Sandra Gebhardt Marketing, and she's here to tell us today about how important it is to market to network socially on social media and digital marketing. Welcome, Sandra. That's Ricky's like, what's your title? I'm like director of awesome results. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And That's what better be way to be networking? than to have cool titles that people want to laugh about or smile or talk about, right? Like, that's awesome. Exactly. I love it. I'm excited to be here, you guys. This is well, how Thanks for joining us. <laughs> that's the end of the conversation. Like, you meet people, you keep in touch with them, you be on their podcast, scene. <laughs> that's it. That's it. We're teach you. <laughs> so, you know, there's got to be some marketing guru out there sells that as like a you know <laughs> 49.99 get this get the right stuff right now no i'm kidding in 30 seconds no i'm super excited to be here i absolutely love 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 networking um and people will often kind of eye roll me or or look at me a little bit weird because i live in a really small town in montana so a lot of my networking happens via social media, um, attending different events like like BNIs or or just being seen out places. But one of the crucial things that you can do, um, and I know we're going to talk about a little bit, is take that game and supplement it and really cement it via social media to where you meet somebody one time and then you get to know about their life. People post about their likes, their, their dreams, the, the things that are important to them, right? You've never posted something online that's not important to you. <laughs> so whether it's, you know, their favorite bands or I, I feel like I know so much stuff about Ricky and we've met a couple of times in person, but the majority of the, the small talk sort of things I've learned via social media, right? And then that's what's so cool about it. Then when you meet people in person at events, you've already done all the small talking. So this is one of my favorite topics. I've already jumped in. Like <laughs> I'm so excited. I love it. Coming out hot. <laughs> I love the energy today. I do you want to kick it off, Sean? Or Fletch? I I gotta it's hard for me to sometimes I forget to I call you by your real name here. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it matters. Um, okay. I got the S for Sean and but I go by Fletch. It's all good. <laughs> so I love your bringing the heat. I love that that little bit, but I want to take it back for a, st- a second before we dig too much into the meat because we could we could probably talk about this kind of stuff for hours and hours. But I I want I was hoping for you know and maybe I, I'd imagine you would like um, for kind of our viewers, listeners, all the people to kind of get to know who you are um, so they can understand where I mean you've got pink, you've got a bit too much rolling out in front of everybody. You know um, they want to learn a little bit. Maybe you can teach them a little bit too much. 
All right. <laughs> Perfect. Well, well, so, but but just a minute. We can't let her off the hook without a couple of icebreaker questions that everybody oh, gets. That's right. That's Here. right. Roll it back. Be roll. So, I, I know we're all coming in hot today, and this is so fun. I love energy like this. So I want to know, Sandra, what is the most recent app that you've downloaded on your phone? What? Why my app, Sandra Gebhardt Marketing? Okay. Uh, uh, you didn't already have it? Are you serious? <laughs> oh, no, I just downloaded it today. I don't know. Let me look. Oh, I'm, I'm so ahead of the game. It was the uh, Go High Level app. Nice. I just started doing my Go High Level. But behind that was Zoo Lily um, we, oh. for a Christmas present. What's this one? Oh, Gmail. My nephew put that on there. And then Xbox, because I'm in a huge life. Apparently, it's a life-altering decision I'm making for my son, whether to get him an Xbox or a PlayStation for Christmas. So I'm asking online. I'm, I'm like hitting people up that I know are gamers. It's apparently the biggest decision I can make. And we'll set him on one path. We're at a fork in the road. He's five. <laughs> <laughs> Big life decisions. Big life decisions. As long as it's got Minecraft, so you know which way I'm going, you'll be fine. Well, I was extremely disappointed to find out that the Halo game that's at the arcade is only available at the arcade. Like that's, he loves playing that Halo game. So I'm trying to save money by getting a system in the house so we don't always have to stop and play Halo. What was your question? (laughs) No, no, no. Yeah, that Um, was it. That was it. You answered it for sure. And, you know, and I'm, I so rudely didn't, follow the script here but uh my my question as we ask all all the guests on the show is is if you had to take roll everything back okay to the beginning and you had if you were an olympic athlete what would your sport be softball i was i was an olympic hopeful for about a year starting in sixth grade <laughs> i played uh ready for the big flex. i played NJC AA Division Three softball in Glendive, Montana. <laughs> oh, cool, cool. That's awesome. Well, I mean, as a baseball, my my family's a baseball family, so I got kids in baseball. I got all boys, so I don't have the softball side, but same vibe. Yeah, awesome. I love it. I love it. I love asking everybody the same questions. It's so much fun to hear everybody's answers and just kind of break the ice a little bit. So we're finally caught up, Sandra. Who are you? Where do you come from? Catch everybody up. What do you do? You know, I am Sandra Gebhardt from Roundup, Montana. Nobody sees that coming, but little cool old coal mining town here in Montana. Um, I've been in the digital marketing space for about eight years now. Um, That's how I met Ricky. I used to be a PNC um, insurance producer for a captive agency, bought my own agency, went through all the the schools and the learning. That's when I started generating ads back in the good old days when you when when Facebook was like the Wild West. About six months into us owning our agency, my husband was diagnosed with a brain tumor and he's doing great now, but we ended up selling the agency and going forth and uh, fighting the brain tumor. And actually, Ricky Hater is the person that got me connected with the mentors that catapulted me into this digital marketing space that I've stayed in since then. So Ricky and I prepared for like two hours for the interview for these. <laughs> and it was a, <laughs> it was a whole, whole thing, um, completely different mindset back then. I, I didn't think that anybody would ever want to hire me to do their marketing or I still remember landing my first client. I was pregnant with Gage and 
So we've, we've had a lot of fun since then, made a lot of mistakes, learned a lot of cool stuff and um, have just continued to do that. And organic social media marketing has always been my stroke of genius, if you will. I wasn't the best at running ads. I wasn't the best at a lot of the different um, aspects, but the organic social has always made sense to me. And that's what I, I really coach on and teach people how to use. That's awesome. That's not, was it, I mean, you've been doing it for eight years, right? So you've learned a thing or two, right? Um, but how different was it transitioning out of the insurance space? Because I mean, me and Ricky know the insurance space, right? And obviously you experienced that and know that too. How, I mean, is it a whole different, was it a whole different shift? Or you, did you go from suit and tie to, to, to pink and flashy in, in a day? Or how did it, you know, how did it go? I went from suit and tie to pink and flashy in like the first week of all state training. <laughs> They're like, bring a suit. And I was like, so I bought a suit and I did all that stuff. And then um, I realized that I was never going to be happy doing any of that. So I've always done my own thing. And that's where the a bit too much comes into play. I did a TEDx talk on it. I speak at uh, insurance events. I've spoken at, I was telling Ricky, I just counted it the other day, 26 events in the last two years. Um, and I talk a lot about the a bit too much. And what that concept is, is most of our life, we've been told we're a bit too something, right? You should be in a suit. You're dressed too casual. Nobody's going to buy insurance from somebody in Birkenstocks um, yeah, right. <laughs> versus in my case. And, and then I switched to Nikes. But uh, what people tell us our whole lives, what we should do, right? You should calm down. You should be less quiet. I, I start every speech with who here has been told they're too uh, loud, right? People raise their hands. Who here has been told they're too quiet? The other half of the room will raise their hands. And I'm like, okay, well, what's the perfect volume then? Like who's speaking at the perfect volume? Who's ever been told they're too heavy? Who's ever been told they're too thin? You know, what's the perfect weight? You know, you're too muscular. You're not muscular enough. You can just go on and on and on for days. And we that stuff gets beat into our heads. And what we don't realize is what people are saying we're too much of is usually what our sparkle is. So people that are that have the ability to be quiet and listen and thoughtful in their responses and less ADHD in their their communication like I am, um, that's a strength in and of itself. Some people want to work with people that are that are going to have a calm or conversation with them. Some people like the hype and the energy that I bring into the room um, and they work with me. But when we stop trying to be all things to everybody and start understanding who we are and what our sparkle in the world is, then it becomes so much easier to network, to put yourself out into the world, to realize who you want to work with. And it opens up a lot of doors. That's awesome. So you're just all about being you and directing other people to be themselves in a way. Yep. That's awesome. That's, that's I mean that's the, the magic right there. And that's to me, I mean, I know we're learning a lot from all these guests and as we continue this show and people are learning a lot, but I don't know. I mean, my networking experience and meeting people and connecting with people is is that is being able to be authentically me all the time. And you can like it or you can not like it, and both are okay because there's plenty of people who like me and there's plenty of who don't and vice versa. And we can connect or not. And those that connections are the ones that make it important. So I love how much you lean into that. It's those little things about you that people remember, right? It's that's where your names start coming up. Uh, a bro handshake, if you will. <laughs> um, you know, Ricky taught me the official bro handshake. I don't know if I'm supposed to say that on TV. <laughs> or clubs are going to come after you or, or what that looks like, but 
you know, anytime I, I give a bro handshake, I'm like, Ricky Hader taught me that. Right. And they're like, who's Ricky Hader? Oh, he's this badass agent over in Oregon. And, and then now I'm sending him uh, as a referral partner. And it's those little things. And what I always tell people is think about your best friend, right? Like what's, what's describe your best friend in two or three sentences. And when you do that, you're like, um, they're a rock. My my best friend, Janelle, right? She's always there when I need her. I can call her anytime. We even have a code still from like the 80s. Like if I call her twice at night and hang up, then she knows she needs to call me back. Um, if I just call once, I'll leave a message after eight o'clock because we're that old. And she's adventurous and she pushes me out of my comfort zone as well. But I don't mention what she does, right? I'm not like, oh, she runs an extremely successful concrete business, an extremely successful construction business. So when we're wanting to be remembered, we think, oh, well, people should remember me because I'm the best commercial insurance agent or I'm the best health insurance agent um, in the region. And really they're going to remember you because you play baseball and how cool is baseball? Like how, if you like America, you like baseball, right? Um, So that sort of stuff is so, so important. And when we're networking, we tend to forget it. The small talk I call them small talk fun facts, right? The small talk fun facts, as much as as excruciating as small talk can be, that's where the connections are made. Like, oh, you have a kid too, or you know, it it's what helps people remember you. Who? Okay. A minute to get there, but <laughs> it's just it's so important. So the more that you hide that kind of stuff about you, you know, well, I want business to be business. Okay, well, that's cool. You and the engineers can go hang out. Nobody wants them as clients anyway. <laughs> and uh, the rest of us are going to get to know each other and have some fun. And that's where that's where lifelong relationships are made in networking. And that all can happen very, very, very quickly. I always think about stepbrothers when they're like, did we just become best friends? Like that's it's that's how quick it can be when you're in a networking situation. So would you say, I mean, I'm thinking to myself in terms of where the things I do all, all the time. Are you essentially, I mean, are you essentially always networking? I mean, it's that kind of in a, in a way, just always networking. Yeah. You're, you're the most powerful networkers are the people that listen, try to make the connections and, and remember the sparkle of others. And then you should have a guy for everything. So if you call me and you're like, I need a, a plumber, I've got two or three plumbers that I know that across the country, or I know somebody that works with plumbers, that's going to get you to a plumber. I never tell somebody, no, no, I don't know that person or no, I don't know somebody. I'm going to go through my network and find that person. So a lot of times people go into networking situations with, with the blinders on, right? Like, well, I don't want to meet any other insurance agents, or I don't want to meet any other people that are in house services, but there's so many ways that you can work with people in so many different capacities. Ricky and I were both insurance agents when we met and his introduction to my mentors completely changed the tra- trajectory of our entire life. My husband's actually quitting his job to stay at home full time with our son and we're going full time into my business now uh, because Ricky took a minute to introduce me to Bobby and Rob. Like it's it's insane what can be done by just being a good steward of trying to help other people. Well, I, I think that you, I'm so happy for you and that you made it and are able to do this. I remember when your goal is 26 speaking engagements in the last, would you say two years, year? I remember when your goal was to just do four. Yeah. 
<laughs> like so it just makes me <laughs> it just makes me so happy that you have made it and that Darren can quit his job I think you give me a little too much credit but I'll take it it's great I'm so happy to connect it and you know it was one of the reasons I was so excited to bring you on to our audience because I know how skilled that you are at digital networking. And I don't know very many people as skilled at digital networking. And we interview all kinds of people every week and they're really, really good at networking in certain ways. It's a lot of it's in person. And it's, we haven't yet started talking about the digital way to do this, you know, and starting a digital agency, right? Like you got to be meeting people. And it's not like you coming from Roundup, Montana and your clients are national because you can do your job from anywhere. I imagine that you, I, I guess, I, I, let me take that back. Can you share with us, take us back to what it was like getting started? How were you meeting people and networking yourself to be network that uh, social media manager for people? So the thing that's the absolute most important, well, okay, there's like five things. I, I always like to throw a number out and then see if I hit the number at the end. There's five, five quick tips. We'll see if we hit five. One <laughs> is... Uh, you have to start thinking about social media as a way to make money, okay? The second you make that mind shift change, you are going to be more apt to post on social media. You're going to be more apt to go in as your as your business character, if you will, right? So the days of business is business and personal or personal, that worked for like Bob back in the day when he was, you know, just in the office and you had to go see Bob. Now people want to know, you know, who's running companies? What do you do in the community? What have you done for me lately, right? Um, and you have to show that you're a real person with a family, with hobbies, with whatever those, those small talk details are. So think about using social media to make money. Once you do that, it becomes a whole lot easier to, to use social media. The second thing is every time you sit down at your computer, you need to pretend like you're in an actual networking situation, okay? So it might be, let's say you want to be Beyonce's insurance person, okay? Well, Beyonce, 10 years ago, you, you weren't going to be able to get to her. But now you can figure out who her third assistant is, right? And you probably know somebody that's a mutual friend with her third assistant on social media. And you start making those connections. If you want to be the mayor's insurance provider or whoever, whatever you sell, it doesn't matter. Everybody is accessible on social media now. So you look at who, so one step backwards, close your eyes and think about if I could put together the most ideal networking situation. I walk into this room and Ricky's there and Fletch is there and Bill's there and all of these different people. These are the people I would want to network with so I can get my name out, so I can help them get their name out. And I think we'll work really good as a team. That's what Facebook is. It's your ideal networking situation. You have to reach out to them and say, do you want to be my friend? And they have to take a second and say, yes, I want to be this person's friend. Now you're connected. Now you're in the same room, okay? The next step is when you interact with people, you want to sit down and think about how would I talk to this person if I was in real life with them? If I was on the phone with them, if I was at an actual networking situation with them, what would I say in person? And that's what you want to say online. So comments like cute, fun, right? You, we, we don't say that stuff. The other thing people post all the time is, you know, I'm I'm a great insurance agent, call me, 
right? Like you don't ever walk into a room and you're like, I'm a great insurance agent. Call me, right? You're like, oh no, I, I cover this area and I've been doing it for this long. And, and you sell yourself a little bit, right? When we get into comments with people, we want to, pro- this. that's a real interaction. They're going to read it in one capacity or another. So we want to use two to three sentences the same way we would if we were in real life. And what's so cool about it is if you meet somebody in real life, you can say, hey, let's connect online. And now social media is just doing the work. The coffee picture that you're going to post anyway is now being seen by Fletch, right? The Dallas Cowboys are actually winning football games. I'm too scared to post about it. So that's a terrible example because I, <laughs> I I will single-handedly jinx the entire team. Baseball people, right? <laughs> pretty superstitious people. (laughs) Um, So I don't know if there's a lot of superstitions in the skateboarding world. (laughs) (laughs) But all the same, you want to have those those interactions and uh, everything you post about, again, you're just telling people, I like the Dallas Cowboys. I like this. I like that. Check out how cute my kid is. Check out how awesome I am at my job. And the social media is creating that omnipresence for you. So whether you're in a situation where you're trying to get in front of more people or you already getting in front of people and you want to secure those relationships, Facebook's free. Y'all do it. Post. Go. That's right now. That's a different take on on that, I like it. It's a, uh, it's a lot less creepy than some of the methods I've heard before. Like I feel like a lot of the folks that I've, because I've been doing, you know, following people and taking courses and buying courses and listening to stuff, like a lot of people do, trying to get better at this stuff. But a lot of it seems like stalking. And the way you just explained it, I mean, maybe it is like stalking, but it's in a way that I, I feel like it's a little more digestible than, uh, and and real or usable than than, you know, actually stalking somebody. So. Well, if you go to a, a BNI event or a chamber event, you should have a list of people that you want to talk to, right? Like Or professions. Maybe you yeah. don't have a list, but there's like, hey, I want to meet the co- all the contractors here because I insure contractors, whatever. So you're, you're doing the same thing. You're like, oh, I, I see, uh, you know, I want to get five more contractors on my list. Well, Susie's friends with one of the contractors. Maybe she used him. I might reach out to her and say, hey, Susie, can you introduce me to Bob the Builder? Yeah. <laughs> that was natural. <laughs> I'm not so good with names. It's always Susie and Bob. Uh, <laughs> you know, and then it's the same as I would walk into a room and say, hey, Rick, can you introduce me to Fletch? Right. But But I think that, you know, and this is it. This approach, I I know I struggle with, and I have a feeling a lot of people do too, because people, the way you, you just made it sound real easy. Like we're in, like that basically we're using Facebook and LinkedIn as forums that we're actually in these networking groups with others as if mm-hmm. we were there, right? And I think that's so powerful because networking, as we've been learning and we hear one of the themes, one of the, I mean, Fletch, one of the most common themes we hear is what? Connecting relationships, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, we've had a variety of tactics and this and that and ways and groups and whatever, but what is it that people always come back to? You got to make relationships. You got to make connections. And and that's my biggest, like I've always thought my biggest fatal flaw is that I enjoy interacting. I enjoy this, this setting. I enjoy the BNI, the, you know, BNI meetings or the networking meetings and hanging out, meeting people. But I am absolutely god awful at continuing a relationship past a couple months, and it's 
it's just because you know you meet 40 people a month you know going to these things you can turn and your follow-ups can only go so long so that's that's a big fatal like that's something i'm working on personally is trying to get better at being more intentional and being more genuine with people long term and i think like i see that i see what you're saying i mean you make it so easy but i see what you're saying is that social media does uh, some of that heavy lifting for you yeah, it creates that omnipresence to where then you're at the grocery store and and Bob the builder, if it was we'll call him, um, is like, oh hey, you know, I see you guys had a soccer game last weekend. Thank God Gage didn't play soccer this year. That's a terrible example too. <laughs> the season goes for like seven years. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, soccer fan. You guys do you. We're, wait till we, wait till you let Fletch talk to you about travel baseball. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, we had uh, imagine a nine year old with 57 baseball games in a season. Oh, that's crazy. I like it. <laughs> but okay, so we know we're, we're sitting here calling all this stuff out about each other. And why do we know all this about each other? You're all the way out in Montana, we're out here in Portland because of social media, yep. right? And I, I, I mean, I wonder, would you say, let's let's get tactical a little bit. Would you say there's differences in how you want to present some of this on various platforms? I I highly suggest everybody read the book, The Alter Ego Effect. James Wilder told me about it. He's watching. It's all pissy when I don't mention him. He did not write it. The Alter Ego Effect. It absolutely changed my understanding of really how to put this I call it a character, but it's not really a character. It's really embracing who you truly are and then figuring out what you want to tell the world. So a lot of times we can overshare on Facebook, right? Like if you're pissed off at your husband, the whole world doesn't need to know that, right? So, but you wouldn't walk into a networking event and be like, you're not going to believe what my husband said to me this morning, right? Like (laughs) we're not going to do that. But I remember, and you guys, this is so, this is how cool it is and how real it is. I remember when Ricky was on his, on his bike kick. I don't know if you're still riding your bike (laughs) all the time, but I did not realize how big of an asshole I was to bicyclists, bikes, bicyclists until Ricky started riding his bike and then bikers or bikers. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But Ricky was posting about like sharing the road with bikers. And I was like, oh my God, somebody almost hit my friend Ricky. And then I was like, oh, it turns out I'm an asshole. <laughs> like I didn't know. It. I didn't think I was. So you just think about these things that people post that you remember, right? And and that's what, that's been a few years yet, right? Like, and that just popped back into my head because again, people are watching. So you might not get a ton of reactions on a post, but here I am a couple of years later saying Ricky made me a better driver for the other biker gangs out there. <laughs> it you just, know, it's, it, it's, it's funny that you mentioned that because I mean, obviously I'm an insurance agent and um, I am connected to insurance agents all around the country because of social media. Mm-hmm. And that's helped my career. It's helped my life. It's connected me with friends doing the same thing that I'm doing, getting advice, growing, whatever it is. It helps conf- helps you be better in going to conferences. For And it's not unique to insurance. I'm sure every industry has some version of that. But, you know, there's a guy in insurance. And every time I see him at a conference, and I don't go to as many conferences as I used to, but I, to this day, he still brings up that we took a vacation in an RV with our family around down this Oregon coast to the Redwoods and back up and thought that was so cool. And he still brings it up every time I see him. And I probably see him once a year because I don't go to as many conferences anymore. But that is to your point, even with 
the bike riding and all of that, that because I was putting that on social media and he thought it was cool and interesting, he still brings it up and talks about how one of these days he wants to rent an RV with his family and go on a trip, right? And like, I... I just, I, I never really kind of thought about it in the way like that until you just brought that up. Yeah. Until uh, I met you, I had never heard of Iron Maiden. And Get out of I here. was at a conference and somebody had one of their shirts on and I was like, oh, my friend named me kid after that band with the music. <laughs> like, it just, so, it's just so amazing what you can do, right? And those are, that's what's so powerful too. Because think about your childhood right? The majority of your memories before you kind of take over your childhood are what they call photograph memories, right? You see a picture in a book and people tell you about it, or it's it's that one story that comes up over and over and over again from when you were younger. And that's the same sort of memories we're connecting with people when we share our pictures and stuff online. They become those photo memories, right? Does that make sense? So it's, it's extremely, extremely powerful. And what what always uh, one of the detriments to me getting my message out into the world and, and working with clients is they want they want the sexy, right? They're, well, I need to do short, short form videos. And I heard TikTok's better than Facebook. And I've heard this and I've heard that. Well, that's really cool. Unless you, unless you haven't started building a foundational plan on Facebook, like this is stuff that goes back to Ricky and I's very first mentors, right? Like, going in and doing a five by five by five every single day and connecting with people and being strategic. And you might look at my following and be like, well, Sandra's full of shit. She doesn't have that many followers, but I am running a six figure business myself by with a 6,000 person Facebook following. It's that's where true money and true connections are made. So to answer your question from 37 minutes ago, I post the same across all of the platforms. Okay, so Facebook and LinkedIn, if you're listening to this podcast, that's where you should be. Facebook and LinkedIn. Yeah, dancing around in a bikini is cool on TikTok and, you know, selling lip injections is cool on Instagram. But what we're here to do is we're here to make money and we're here to make lasting business relationships. Okay, so if you pander yourself to the lowest common denominator, then you might as well walk into a networking event doing the same thing. How successful is that going to be? So you really, truly, I say it over and over and over again, you really, truly want to treat these social media platforms like you're in a networking event and you want to put yourself out there and let people communicate with you the same way you communicate in real life. So if I was using AI or some sort of assistant tool that was putting out these really uh, put together posts with everything spelled right and all the punctuations, you know, correct, Ricky's going to call my husband and be like, what happened? Somebody took over Sandra's page, right? Because that's not how I talk. That's not how I talk from stage. The black hoodie, the hat, all the Nikes, that all goes on stage with me. I am, I am who I am. And that's, that's all I can offer the world is who I am. And for me, a bit too much means loud and it means a little crazy for other people. It might mean um, embracing their quieter side or whatever that is. But once you start doing that, you start doing that on social media and you make it a habit, you know, Hey, it was awesome to talk to you today. Let's connect on social media. Hey, it was awesome to talk to you today. Let's connect on social media, QR codes. I'm like a beauty influencer, a QR code on your phone, like what Ricky has up here, people, business cards, y'all like, okay, this is my hack. 
You guys ready for this? So I keep this on my phone. I change it, ladies. I change it when I'm out in public and I'm not networking. We don't want people to be able to just scan and get your cell phone number and stuff. So we want to stay safe. That's that's a shout out to my lady out there, right? I've had some dude scan it on an airplane. And I was like, so your iPhone, you can go in and change your change it to Spider-Man. But for this case, back to the point, I just keep it right here. And then I'll say, hey, shoot me a text. So, hey, Ricky, here's my contact info. I don't carry business cards. Scan this. Shoot me a text. I'm going to shoot you back my Facebook. And now we're connected all the way around. And do that right then. Follow through on the relationship. Because that, hey, I'm a, I pulled two business cards out of my drunk drawer today. I, I, you know oh. what? You know what? Okay. So for, for our listening, our audio audience, she just pointed to the picture on her phone, the main home screen and lock screen of a QR code um, for those listening that aren't watching on YouTube. And basically, Fletch, you said how hard it is to keep that relationship and the connection that I just made here sorry to interrupt, but this just light bulb moment went off because I have the same struggles. I'm equally working on lasting those relationships over time when we meet all these people. And when you do this immediately and you automatically put them on Facebook, those connections last longer when you're there because they feel like they know you and you them is what I just saw. I mean, it it makes perfect sense. It totally makes perfect sense. And that also, that brings to me, I literally... Ricky knows the email, but I sent out an email to our BNI chapter today, and uh, there was some things that, that that came back and feedback. But I think one of the main concepts is is trying to find ways to find to further deeper connections with people, right, all across the board. But the reason why I, I kind of I'm kind of roundabouting this one here for with this is we do a lot of in person networking, right, or Zoom networking. Me and Ricky do. There are a lot of people who are old school in that in that space, right? And they're like, I don't want my life to be all over the internet. I'm, you know, they they have these deep. I share just about anything. I, I have a video online that has a mohawk going on. Like I don't, it's, I don't know what I was thinking. It was the middle of COVID, but I was baking a lot of bread and fixing cars and doing silly things. But the point being is, not everyone's like that, right? Not even, everyone's like you or Ricky or all these folks. But is there a way to for folks to do that in a more to do this in a in a way that maybe baby steps them in or or do they have to just kind of rip off the bandaid and and you know roll out? I don't know. You know finding your finding your theme. So I have some some older business dudes, if you will, right? That are like, ah, I want to try it, but I I want to keep a lot personal as well. They also tend to be quieter in a networking situation, right? They, they tend to not be the center of the party. So uh, there's a they can pick a theme. So it could be they only post once a week and it's on Mondays and they're going to give a tip. Or uh, a lot of them, the majority of them will go with dad jokes where they'll just post once or twice a week. They'll post a dad joke, right? Recipes, if they're uh, big into barbecuing. David Crothers, right? Uh, he's works with, Ricky works with him a lot. He was somebody that was on one of my lists that I wanted to meet at a networking event. And I walked up and started talking to him about barbecuing or smoking meat right away. Just in, boom. Like he's in a conversation. Because because he's always posting meat that he's smoking and cooking and barbecuing. So you instantly know what to bring up to break the ice to connect with him. Yeah. So if you do want to be a little creepy, you you check people out ahead of time. And like homeboy was in a conversation with me. He didn't even know what's happening. Like I was like, it's happening. 
<laughs> we're talking about bacon, how to make it. <laughs> so, you know, it's a good way to shoot your shot as well. And I was on his podcast uh, a month ago or so. So, but finding a theme. I'm trying to think there's a realtor that did this way back in the day, probably 12 years ago. He wore crazy socks. So every morning he would post a picture of his socks. And he's he's actually a massive marketer now. I just can't think of his name off the top of my head. But that's how I remember him. That three o'clock this morning, I'll wake up and be like, it was so-and-so. That's cool. So you doesn't you don't have to be all in every day all the time. You just have to find figure out something on a regular basis. Whatever you're willing to share at a networking event should be what you're willing to share online. That's an easy way to to find your gauge on that. I, I'm wondering if maybe it's a little bit more, though, because at a networking event, I'm not going to bring pictures of my kids with me. I'm not I'm not going to, like, you know, talk about the last five meals I just posted on Instagram that are all pretty from whatever vegan restaurants around Portland. You know, I mean, I like... Mean. I've shown you pictures of my kids at networking events. So <laughs> I, I you, mean, don't do it, you don't do it as much, right? Like Okay, there you yeah, go. You just don't do it as much. But <laughs> people that aren't willing to talk about their families tend not to be the same ones that, that don't post them, right? Or they'll post once once a month or something like that. So so I'm just I love talking about this of making connections digitally. What about people that are nervous? Like how I mean I imagine there's people that either want to keep their business separate. Like, it's like, oh, I can't put that on my business page or I can't. But I've always kind of thought, I mean, back to what I was said earlier and you've been saying is you either like me or not. There's insurance agents that wear suits and there's insurance agents that don't wear suits. And if that's what matters to you, pick which one it is. Like, I don't, I I guess I, I hear people and know of people who are hesitant to just share that because of a business persona. Yeah. So that's typically when we're sharing things that are outside of our alignment, right? So they typically tend to be uh, like undercover political people (laughs) more often than not, right? They're like, oh, I like to rant about politics on my Facebook, or I like to rant about conspiracy theories or things like that. Your your Facebook isn't as private as you think it is, (laughs) first of all. And second of all, if you are super into politics, if you're into religion, if you're into whatever you're into, if that's something that you're truly, truly into, people are hesitant to share it online because they worry that they're going to alienate their audience. But here's the deal. If you are truly into it, okay, I am not into politics. I could give two shits less what happens in politics. I, I truly have no interest in talking about it. So I never post about it. Now, if I got caught up, this is where it tends to happen, okay, where you see people be like, oh, I saw this terrible fight, or I don't want to put myself and my business in danger is when there's a hot political issue or a hot button issue, whatever it is, whether it's bathrooms or politics or whatever it is, everybody's always complaining about something online, right? So if you insert yourself into that conversation in a moment of weakness, uh, where you're not going in intentionally, like you would walk into a networking event, right? So if you're getting into an argument online, picture yourself kicking a door in and being like, you guys aren't going to believe what Sally said online today in a networking event. If you really start thinking about these are actual humans I'm talking to, okay? So 
for me, I'm, I'm, I'm a Christian. I post about it. I have no concerns. If 100% of my audience was to leave me because I posted a Bible verse, I would be okay with that. If a hundred percent of my audience left me because I posted something dumb about politics, I would regret that. Okay. So you want to figure out what are you truly, what do you truly want to talk about? And what do you talk about in public, right? That's a big piece of this that people will skim over. So I'm not going to walk into a networking event and get into a politics conversation because I'm not going to be able to get back out of it because I don't know anything about it. So having a knee-jerk reaction online is typically what we're scared to do. The other side of that coin is sometimes we are nervous to put ourselves out there, right? I I am the queen. I am like, me and Jessica Simpson are so alike because we like to gain weight and lose it and gain weight and lose it, right? <laughs> but when you walk into a networking event, you're not like, oh, hi, I'm feeling a little heavy today. So I'm just not, I don't want you guys to see my face. So I'm just going to hang out here behind my backpack, right? People are like, well, I don't like the way I look. Well, that's what you look like, y'all. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> you can add some lipstick. <laughs> That's what I do. You get your camera angles right, <laughs> things like that. But your voice is your voice, your face is your face, you're wonderfully and fearlessly made. So sometimes we just have to pretend like we're walking into a networking event. I'm going to post this picture because this is me walking into my hand picked networking situation. Nobody is on your Facebook by accident. You hand selected all 5,000 people that you accepted their friend request. So you did that for a reason. Now sell them something. You mentioned you handpicked them. And as someone who has lived partially one foot in, one foot out of the digital world at times, do you ever suggest people just up and canceling out people, right? Like cleaning up your your Facebook. Like I've probably got a couple thousand people there. And I don't know if I align, like, you know, maybe at one point I aligned with some of them. Maybe it's one point I don't. Like you just clean house one day and just say, boom, start over essentially. Yep. Well, every day we're a different person, right? Like, but people that have listened this far into this podcast have a completely different mindset. And they're a different person than they were 30 minutes ago because they've learned something new, right? So we have to remember that we're always growing if we're in a growth mindset. So yes, when I first started uh, digital marketing, I was I was in click funnels, like, hey, you want to be my friend? Like sending out friend requests, right? So yes, you want to clean those up. This sounds savage, but when people's birthdays come up, that's a great time to move them off your list. So that's a good way to do it. You can go through and like, if you've uh, friend, if you have groups in common, right? One of my favorite is our Billings customer service watchdog page, which which really covers a lot of high, high issues in our community. Like somebody, uh, Taco John's forgot to give somebody their extra nacho cheese. So they drove all the way home and posted about it on Facebook or, you know, high, high, high importance, just Big really, time. really, really high topic, just really nailing down the customer service. So well, that's one of my favorite things to do. Like uh, if somebody screws up one of my orders, I'm like, I'm not going to say anything now, but you can watch Facebook for later. Um, <laughs> fix it to blast you. Um, but finding those different groups, you can un- unload people that way. You know, if if I'm trying to get a, a rid of people that think like Ricky Hader, then I'll go to his profile and I'll just unselect all of our mutual friends, right? But one of the coolest things about Facebook and one of the reasons we're hesitant, right, is we don't want to get 
negative feedback. None of us want to get negative feedback, right? Like you get a four-star review and you're like, what the hell did I do wrong, right? We all want to be five-star people. So I don't know how many of you guys were in the 90s, but remember when you were like, talk to the hand because the face ain't listening. And, but they would keep, you know, keep going. The hand never actually stopped them. Now you can just block them. You're like, boom, talk to the hand because we ain't listening no more, right? So if somebody says something ignorant, block them. If somebody says something creepy, block them. I've used the unfollow button quite a bit in the last two years. Yeah. And it's it's peaceful because again, oh. why would you you wouldn't invite that clown to your networking event? Man, my Facebook page has been so so <laughs> has brought me so much more peace than it used to since the since the unfollow button came out. Yes, I absolutely love it. So so those things you can do to again, you're you're curating your Facebook feed. If you're not making sales, if you're not getting referral partners, if you're like, oh, Facebook is so negative, that you're bringing that into your world. You did that, okay? Now just undo it. Go back and fix it. Yeah. It sounds to me like it's, I mean, while Facebook and LinkedIn or just social media in general can give you a quantity of people, quality still matters. Oh yeah, for sure. Absolutely. There's a lot of not so good quality out there. So it's that's I think that's the the magic is is that you found it sounds like figuring out the, those good ones because man there's a lot of interesting noise out there. I, well, and some, I, I keep on my friends list just because they're entertaining. Like you have a day where you're like I don't feel so good about myself. Like I'll go watch their crazy and I'm like turns out I'm fine. Everything's fine. So <laughs> <laughs> fine. I, I guess I guess it also kind of matters to kind of know who your ideal customer or networking partner, referral partner is, right? Because maybe your ideal referral partner does want to talk about conspiracies, theories, and politics in public all the time. I don't know why that would be, but maybe that it, you know, I mean, so it's also kind of just knowing your audience and what you want out of it. Yep. And a lot of times, again, With the a bit too much, we're talking about not being stuffed into the box of norms, right? Of what people think we should be. I have one client that uh, she was like, I am pissed off and I want to talk politics. And she started a group called the Pissed Off Republican Women of Texas. And they... I could could only imagine what goes on in that group. Their insurance provider. You think they're ever going to leave her? No, no, she's going to have excellent retention, right? So it doesn't always, but, but where we get into trouble is when we're one foot in one foot out. And that's uh, the guy that owns uh, those expensive ass pillows. You know, he, he made a mistake with his audience and lost half of his audience during the Trump campaign. I'm trying to, what are they called? The The pillow guy? Yeah. Yeah. What is it? Now he's got like the perfect slippers and he's You know like what's funny about that? I don't, I've never even heard about those pillows until that guy went crazy on TV all the time. And then I was like, oh, this guy sells pillows. And then it was like, and this guy is just a maniac. I probably, I don't know that I want to buy this guy's pillows. <laughs> I learned about them because he was crazy and then decided I also didn't really want to buy them. Yeah. So that's, that's a good example of changing midstream because my pillow is what they're called. I can't believe I could remember that because <laughs> it's an excellent name, you know, and my mom who's super involved in politics gave me her, my pillows. So I got two of them for free. Cause again, I don't really give a shit. <laughs> so I'm just, I'm just sleeping, <laughs> um, making money on my sleep on my new pillows I got for free. So that's, that's where 
you have to be true to who you are and you avoid those big mistakes. Powerful. It sounds, I mean, you know, everybody's got a term for it or a, a thing. And I've always talked about core values. It's kind of that, you know, that tagline, but I think it's just, it really is knowing who you are and what you're about. And like you said, that can change, but I think you got to be consistent in your message, I'd imagine. Yeah. So we're we're getting close on time. I want to respect your time here and our audience's time. What what would be if let's say I'm sure we have people here that never thought about digital marketing or marketing, digital networking in the way that we've been talking about for the last however long we've been talking, 45, 50 minutes here. What is what's a tip that you would give somebody looking to kind of effectively start over. Maybe they have social medias, but they don't use it well, or they're all kind of all over the place with it, never really thought about using it in the way that we've just discussed. How would you, what's one tip that they could take away from listening to us talk about this for the last hour? Um, Start posting because the crazy is going to rise to the top and then you can wheel them off pretty quick. (laughs) Your old old high school boyfriend's going to pop up there (laughs) and you're going to be like, oh crap. So crazy will always show itself. And that's so I've been quoted on multiple stages saying crazy will rise to the top. You also need to hide your crazy sometimes. Okay. So when we're talking about what do we post, like you don't always bring your day into a networking situation. Sometimes we got to hide that crazy and not post when we're feeling that crazy because we all have those moments. Maybe take a deep breath. Maybe take a deep (laughs) breath before you hit the post button. Yeah, yeah. You should be posting with intention, not with emotion. So I'd be crazy. But Ricky, awesome. look at this. I do have a free training on my app, Sandra Gebhardt Marketing. It's even out there for the Android people. But there's a free five by five by five training in there that'll show you the daily steps that you can take to connect with people. And there's no there's no like surprise, like ah! <laughs> I, I, I would I would imagine after talking to you for the last hour that you're not going to make a connection with somebody because you met them and then pitch them on your new product and they're in their DMs right away. Especially when I just downloaded Go High Level. <laughs> <laughs> That's just like the most annoying thing to me. It's like, come on, man. I no uh, those old DM pitches. Those are those yeah. are just crypto and uh, you know MLMs. Yep, yep. <laughs> so yeah, well, there's some free trainings in there that people can snag. So where other than your website, right? Because we know that you can get a touch with you with your website, but what is, you know, I'm sure you have social media, right? I'd imagine this whole thing. <laughs> I hope so. Um, but where, where is your preferred <laughs> way like for it. people to get in touch with you? My website's a great spot. There is a, I've got a social media swagger quiz on there. There is an offer at the end of that. So you're going to get an email. I have to deal with that. Um, <laughs> but it's just a fun little quiz. I had. Did you take it, Ricky? I did, yeah. but it's still just loading for some reason. My computer is probably not working very well. Oh, maybe scroll down. I think I have a formatting issue on it. I'm okay. not a web. Anyway, um, that's on there. Uh, but Sandra Gephardt on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. I think I've, I've got a TikTok. You can catch me anywhere but Pinterest and Facts. Love it. You're almost everywhere. (laughs) So we always end with the same question every time. Although I feel like this one is a little bit different because you do all of this work digitally, right? So let's assume that you don't, or maybe you can twist the version of your answer. Let's say, let's say, let's say Fletch and I end up in Roundup, Montana someday 
and we run into you. What's your what's your coffee what's your coffee order? My coffee order? Yeah. Oh, I so this I might trigger somebody. Trigger warning. I say, uh, give me the blonde haired white lady drink of the month, please. Of this month? Of the month. <laughs> Whatever oh, just month. Of any month. I, I mean, immediately comes pumpkin spice latte comes to my mind there, but that's what I'm drinking know. right now. Last time oh. they gave me this like apple thing with oat milk in it, and I was like, apple and coffee. I'm not, I'm not feeling like. Let's just keep apples on the side. We we pushed it with pumpkins, but that's that's literally it. At home, I I just do the Keurig coffee with coffee made in it. I I am your blonde haired mom of Instagram. Like I don't understand coffee. Remember, remember when, uh, when you guys, when you guys were doing all like all the drip. Now Ricky sent me some coffee once it was really good from Oregon. So he started me on this supply and then he cut me off. I didn't even have to put creamer in. <laughs> um, <laughs> Not a very good plug, buddy. All the guys were like super into like the pour over coffee. Like you guys were all super into all that shit. And I tried it for like a day and I was like, no, nah, this I no. I mean, here in Portland, man, we're, we, we take our coffee pretty seriously. Yeah. It's next level. It's next level. I just got my wife something called an AeroPress, which is Oh, like, those things are sweet. Yeah. Well, we were we our coffee situation, we found out when we were camping that our camper does if we're going dry camping, we can't use the plugins. So we literally were without coffee for a couple of days and that's not going to work. So mm, I bet that was a fun camping trip. <laughs> <laughs> Three boys and no coffee. Oh yeah. <laughs> Here is how, so if you go to conferences, if you go to industry conferences, if you go to bigger, whatever, if you're in a networking situation where you can't figure out how to start talking to people, this has happened to me a couple of times, um, believe it or not. And usually they're at a hotel with really terrible coffee. Like if I know it's terrible, it's really terrible. So I'll go around and I'll pick the people that I wanted to connect with anyway. And I'll say, Hey, I'm going to door dash Starbucks over. What would you like? And that's now Pete and you guys are my friends now. So you guys know that I'm a little, little stalkerish, right? It's, it's, it gives off some stalker vibes, but here's the deal. That's something that I've become known for. Like people will text me sometimes in the morning and they're like, Hey, if you're ordering coffee, <laughs> grab mine too. Right. Cause it doesn't make financial, it doesn't make financial sense to order one coffee and have it delivered. Right. So I'll do, I'll pick five or six different people and have coffee delivered in. So um, those little things, you guys, they, they matter. Actually, Ricky, when he brought me the coffee, he brought a little bear for Gage and it's in his room still. Like those little things, they, that's what makes the difference between a good networker and somebody that's just paying to be in different rooms. I like it. That's valuable. I'd imagine most people will start using that. They're going to steal your your mojo and then you won't have to order coffee anymore. So there you go. They haven't yet. I mean, I, I got to get in a different room. <laughs> I don't I don't know about you, Fletch, and, but I'm all pumped up to go and get my digital networking game turned up a little bit. Hey, I've been saying it for a long time and just not doing it. So I think I need to stop, you know, get off the, the fence here and, and get rocking and rolling. Five by five by five every day. Can't wait for Sandra to call us out when she doesn't see it now. I was just, uh, I was trying to <laughs> Well, I had people in my training course today that were sending out direct messages and writing life insurance during our call. I was like, wow. send direct messages. Okay. <laughs> it's just, it, it really is that easy. We just have to uncomplicate it. I love it. Hey, thank you so much for joining us today. You've been awesome. You've been a great guest. 
I can't wait to get to know you a little bit better. You know, appreciate Ricky for bringing you on. And this has been awesome. Yeah, I've had fun with you guys. Pearl handshake. Oh, thank you so much, Sandra. Always, always great to connect with you. It has been way too long. I need to make sure that I stay in better touch with you and my friends. And I have a feeling that we will have to bring you back and dig deeper into some tactics in a different episode. And uh, I'm a big fan. I am a big fan of what you do. We're going to make sure we have all your info in the show notes. And I think everybody should follow you. And it's great. Thank you. Thanks, Sandra. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to Well Connected with Ricky and Fletch, the place for navigating business growth through networking. If you've learned even one thing from sharing the last hour with us, please share this with a friend or associate who also might appreciate it too. Only together can we become truly well connected. Join us each week to learn, grow, and network your way to new heights.